0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Diagram. It's your friendly neighborhood relationship coach, Jason. We are continuing our life transition series. Today, we are talking about children, not having children, which we've already covered in another show, but we are talking about having older children. This can happen anywhere between the ages, I would say, of depending on your kid's development. I'll say as early as 11 and all the way up to your child's, quotations here, 30s. So what is it we need to know about supporting older children? The number one thing I think to keep in mind, and you can do a lot of reading about this, is the development of the prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that tells you about risk to yourself. It helps you consider the long-term impacts of your actions and the things that you should do or shouldn't do to help, let's call it your future self. I'll get more into that later. You as a parent are the person in support of your child as they do not have a prefrontal cortex. Without the prefrontal cortex, your child will do more wild things. They do not know that they are at risk for the most part they learn it by rote but they don't really unless they actually have early development or and some kind of anxiety issue they don't actually believe that they can be harmed in the truest sense so what that means for parents is that your kids are more prone to high risk behavior to playing games that may hurt themselves or to signing up to work in places where they may be injured Which is one of the reasons there's there are so many laws about workplace injuries and stuff and training because actually it was a lot of young people going in and getting hurt. And that is part of the reason we have those laws. But I'm not going to digress too much about that. So for you as a parent, you have to support your kid being safe. And one of the toughest things about that is that this stage of life leads them to want to be free of being controlled or regulated by anyone, and most parents will represent the closest person that they can resist. It is a natural part of life to resist control and power over you as you come into your human adultness, and that happens between 11 and 30 normally sometimes a little earlier sometimes a little later. There are things like ADHD which actually cause the prefrontal cortex to develop later. There are many reasons that your prefrontal cortex will take longer to develop much to the frustration of parents and people who are trying to have relationships with people. Um, so you have to remember that it's your job to be your child's prefrontal cortex. That is the number one thing right. Number two the tug of war for leadership can be overwhelming because what you're looking at, your temptation is that up until a certain point of your childhood's life, you were able to set rules and you might even have said, well, I'm the parent and that's why I set the rules. Uh, In our generation, I feel like we heard that more. That has sort of gone by the wayside. If you're a either younger millennial parent, This may not be something that you've heard or said. If you're like me, sort of a Gen X parent, this is something that our parents probably said and we said it less than our parents. We tried to have sort of a flatter family org I find in my generation and that has continued. But regardless, the leadership struggle is real. The tug of war will be real and that is natural. So the third point is, you need to learn to support, but with consent. And there's a difference between supporting someone and being their warden. You don't want to be your kid's warden, partially because you want them to learn to have these skills and be able to function in the real world. And there's a lot of research and information that shows that the two worst styles of parenting are completely permissive, where the child has no rules and where the parent is overregulating the child. So in this case, you want to support with consent. You don't actually want to not give your child any support or any structure. And support doesn't have to be discipline or taking away their computer or um, setting hard rules about when they can go and when they can come. Support can be explaining to them why it's not healthy And telling them why you are not going to allow them to stay on the computer till four in the morning because their future self will suffer from it. So, yes, you need their consent because the example I'll give is with tech. If you believe that you are going to keep your kid from having access to tech or to certain apps, you know, at one time it was Facebook, at another time it was Instagram, eventually it was Snapchat, there will always be something that everybody is worried about your kid having. Right now, I think it's more along the lines of TikTok, even though I feel like our stress about that is going down, which means we're ripe for another thing to worry about. The reality is, consider it this way, not necessarily your kid, but a lot of kids are out there getting a new cell phone every two to three years. A lot of kids are sitting at home with three or four extra cell phones. So, Even if you don't get your kid a cell phone or you don't get your kid a profile on the latest app, realistically, and I know this because I work as a professional mentor, not just as a relationship coach. I work with kids. These kids have profiles on their friend's phone and you may not know about it. That profile may not be in their real name. So you can go search for whatever you want. Your kids are not stupid. They, if they're going to create a profile and they don't want to be found in their name, They won't, but their friends know how to find them. It is quite likely that you will not be able to stop your kid from having a certain profile or having social media. Your kid might even get a burner phone from a friend that you don't know about, which means you think you have all these parental controls in your house, but your kid is on a phone that they are using pay-as-you-go to have minutes for, or their friend is helping them, or even the significant other that you don't know about. So I'll stop. Giving you nightmares for now, I just wanted to give you an example of why your support has to be with consent, and you want your kid to be able to come to you to talk about stuff, because if you create that warden mentality with your kid, the most likely thing is they're still going to do the things that you don't desire, you just won't know about it or be able to support them. So you want to support them, but with their consent, you want to give context, not hard rules that make them resist you even more. Number four, you need to learn what respect means to them, which means you have to have conversations with them. And while you're having those conversations, you get to explain what respect means to you. A lot of us are striving for respect, parents and children, without ever having a conversation about what that means, because unfortunately, we assume that it means the same thing to us that it means to the other person. In any relationship, I'm going to stress this, in any relationship, you need to have a conversation about what respect means. And it needs to be something that happens frequently. By Frequently, I don't mean every day. Uh, I mean, probably once every you know, couple of few months. What is it that respect means to you? How do you want me to support you? So you're having this Challenge with school. I want to support you, but I want to be respectful. What has that looked like for you? And you, as the parent, then have the opportunity to exchange with them and say, Well, I'm paying for school, or I'm the one supporting all of this stuff in the house. So I expect you to support the things that I give you by doing X, Y, and Z. It's a good thing to have, and it's a good thing to teach your child because they will need this in future relationships. Whether it is in a partnership, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's in business, they will need to be able to express what respect means to them and express clearly to the other person and then be able to listen to it. Number five is actually you need to be able to do active listening in general. What is active listening? Active listening is listening for the purpose of understanding the speaker. When you're doing active listening, It is not an exchange. When you're doing active listening, the person who is speaking has a role and they're trying to communicate something and your only job in active listening as the listener is to make sure you understand and to respond without judgment. Um, There's there's good information online. I work with people on this. So I have other shows about active listening and it's also something I work with clients on. So it's something that a coach or a therapist can help you with. You you need to be able to, the, the quick and dirty of it, I try to keep these short, is that you need to be listening for the purpose of understanding, which doesn't mean telling people what they are saying. It means listening and asking clarifying questions. So those are the five things you need to consider when dealing with the life transition of your kids getting older. Um, a bonus to that is the, what I call the investing mindset, is teaching your kids about the fact that what they are doing now regularly is going to help to contribute to the life that their future self has. Um, Many adults need to work on this as well, but part of cultivating that development of the prefrontal cortex and you being able to release them is them understanding that the things that they're doing now are to the benefit or detriment of their future self. Your current actions have consequences, not always direct, but definitely consequences, especially with things that we do regularly, and this is what I call the investing mindset. What are you investing in? What are you doing with your time most days? That, the answer to that will help to create the life you're going to have. So those are the six things that I think we should consider when we have older children is one, that you are their prefrontal cortex. Two, there's a tug of war of leadership And frankly, you want to lose that tug of war eventually. So be considerate of how much energy you put into trying to win at leading them when you eventually want them to lead themselves. Number three, you need to support, but with consent. Number four, you got to teach them what respect means to you. And you got to be open to learning what respect means to them. Five, learn some active listening skills. And six is teaching them the investing mindset which is easier to do by example than to just talk at them about it. That's it for today. I hope that helps. You have a good day.